Welcome to Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie Podcast with Adam, Lee and Josie, your hosts, taking an analysis of some beloved movies, both blockbuster and lackluster. Grab a bowl of popcorn and see if their collective score and analysis matches your views. It's time for Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie Podcast. Hello and welcome to Two Guys, A Girl and A Movie Podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Adam. I'm Josie. I'm Lee. And we're coming to you with a fresh perspective of Raiders of the Lost Ark this week. And in this episode, we're going to be going over a whole bunch of basic points and giving it a collective score. And then that total score will then determine what kind of a recommendation our charming little group will give it. Now, uh, pretty excited about this one, my friends. We're going to be taking a look at 1981's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Bit of a classic, as a lot of the movies we take take a look at R. And uh, let's kick things off with a brief synopsis. Of course, we're using IMDb for a lot of our reference points. And basic synopsis, in 1936, archaeologist and adventurer Indiana Jones is hired by the US government to find the Ark of the Covenant before the Nazis can obtain its awesome powers. Now, to kick things off, we want to go through, what's your relationship with this film? Josie, you first. Oh, I haven't seen this one in a solid 15 years or so. We were forced to watch it in um, high school. And I think, it, to be honest, I, I loved it more in high school than I do now. But that's that's just my opinion and that's for later. But, yeah, I got to watch it in high school and that's all I've really done about it. Was it for a particular class? Yeah, just an English class. Just oh. to, yeah, look at it. What kind of school it. did you go to? A little private rich bitch one. Right. So they were going to send you out into the world to look after riches and go digging for yeah, I don't even artifacts. know what the point of it was because normally you like watch a movie, you you figure out what the moral and the the plot of it was. But with Raiders, I just I don't know. It was just a fun little uh, lesson that I got to not do work in, I guess. Hmm. Cool, Lee. Uh, I've got a really weird connection with this particular movie. So I actually, obviously this was the first one that came out, but I actually started Indiana Jones with the Temple of Doom. Not to segue out of this particular movie, but obviously I had a uh, very personal connection with Short Round in Temple of Doom. uh, And because of that, I loved Indiana Jones, fell in love with Indiana Jones so much that this was obviously the next movie to come around so I started with number two and then ended up going backwards did you see uh, did you see both of those before Last Crusade came oh, yeah. out yeah yeah Okay, yeah. interesting. Uh, my own personal connection with it, for some reason, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, like, 1981 was the year that I was born. I obviously didn't see it that year. But I remember seeing it at a young age, but I don't remember exactly when. You know how you have those movies you've watched since yes, being definitely. very young? And the thing that always stood out is obviously the uh, iconic opening with the the, the giant uh, bowler oh, the, and the yeah, actual... Yeah, that's what I remember too. And sure. even growing up, having not revisited it in a long time, I always thought the Ark was the um, the idol from the start, not the actual Ark of the Covenant that they go searching for. Oh. Oh, the gold, the golden thing. Yeah, the idol. Yeah, right. For some reason, growing up before revisiting it in my uh, sort of, I guess, like sort of early teens when I watched it again after watching it a lot as a kid. Yeah, I always just thought the Ark was the the little the idol that yeah. they used. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is interesting because that actual that part of the movie really doesn't, outside of obviously introducing Indy to who everybody like introducing Indy to everybody else, doesn't really have any impact on the movie at all. I it's, love that you call him Indy, by the way. Oh, it's that's, that's, old that's his name. Yeah, but like. 
you know, are you best friends with yeah, him or something? Yeah, we hang out. And go oh, way yeah. back. We, okay. swap, we swap Just hats. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, it also introduces him and Belloc, so that's also a part of it. Mm. But um, uh, we're going through a bunch of our categories now to uh, kick off what we think about the movie. Basic casting. This has got some solid heavy hitters. you got, obviously, Harrison Ford plays Indiana Jones. I mean... Oh, my God. He was so hot back then. I was... Look, I'm glad you touched on that because I uh, was going to ask your opinion on him as a, as a handsome dude. I literally have... The the fire emoji next to his name. Amazing. Also, want to talk about a hot streak? Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Return of the Jedi. Big. That, that is that is wild. Harrison Ford has an amazing run. Do you yes. agree, Lee? You're yes. going to say eh, aren't you? No, no, I 100% agree. Okay. Who's in the right place at the right time? Yeah, he's, oh, buddy. Uh, he's absolutely killing it. Uh, who else do we have? We have Karen Allen playing Marion. Marion, uh, I feel the character you would like, Joyce? No, I hated her. Really? She's yeah. so sassy. No, but like, she just, I didn't believe her acting. There was something about her that I just didn't vibe didn't with. Didn't connect with her. Yeah, straight, interesting. A, straight away, I was just like, no. Right. Yeah, the bar scene, I was just like. Oh, I love the bar scene. Well, yeah, I, I thought the bar scene was iconic. No, it just like I love the bar scene in general, but her, like I feel they could have done better. Have you seen, not to, again, not to segue out of this particular movie, but have you seen The Crystal Skull, the, the new Indiana Jones in The Crystal Skull, Skull movie? I the have fourth not. one, Charlotte no. she, comes, she comes back. Oh, really? So she returns as, as, um, as Marion. So I just thought I'd, I thought I'd chuck that out there just to sort of see, uh, get a gauge, I guess, if, if that sort of carries through to the next movie. Does she not come back in the second and third one? No. No. Oh, okay. That's the whole point of him being a playboy and him mm. getting... There's a big like thing between um, George Lucas and Steven, Steven Spielberg about what kind of a person he would be. Ooh, uh, one of them okay. wanted to be more of a James Bond kind of playboy and the other one wanted him to be more of like an adventurer type dude. Okay. Um, we have Paul Freeman as Belloc. I'm not overly familiar. What about yourself, Lee? Do you, do you know much about this fellow? The you only know, thing that I can remember about uh, about that guy specifically is um, I don't have a lot of information about him and normally I spend uh, hours upon hours going down some very, very, very dark places finding out what people have been in and whatnot. And the only thing that I can remember that guy being in specifically outside of Raiders of the Lost Ark is the Power Rangers movie. Oh, wow. Where he plays uh, Ivan Ooze. And I personally think it's a gigantic fall from grace. No doubt. We've got John Rhys-Davies playing Sulla. Sulla is an amazing character. Um, When I was watching it, I was like, I know that guy. What is he from? That voice is so... Like known to me, he does a lot of voice acting. But, but you'd probably know him as Gimli from no, Lord of the Rings. No, what I know him from is Princess Diaries too. Yes, <laughs> his, you, like, you his, would. That would he's wow. the villain, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, yeah. what? Yep, I was amazing like, voice though, right? Yeah, like really distinctive. Like Jesus you know, I knew straight away, I was like, I know that voice from somewhere. Or if we're kicking it old school with old school TV shows, he was also a massive part of Sliders back in the nineties. Oh, that was not that him. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, not many people remember Sliders, and no, yeah. that's gone. Straight over my head. Uh, look, just another couple to touch on. We have uh, Ronald Lacey as Tot. And I think Tot is an amazing character. I don't know why. He just seems like such a villain. He's the uh, the German guy oh, with the, the black hat. Yeah, the one that um, his hand gets burnt on. Yeah, yep, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just good good villainy from that fella, I thought. I, I think it's the, the costume that he was wearing. Like, I feel like it's a very villainish yeah. uh, outfit that he, he had on. He didn't uh, really have a big part no, in, not really. in the movie, but yeah, very memorable. Yeah, very sinister sort of brooding uh, mm. nature about him. Got anything on him? Oh, look, not specifically about what he's sort of done afterwards, but I, I actually rate him as probably the best character in the movie. 
I think he's fantastic. He's just got this this aura about him. And mm-hmm. also, let's be honest, we're talking villains. You got Nazis as your main villains. You just Oof. you know that's uh, that's some some solid shit people to have. Uh, and the only last one I think that we'll bother touching on is uh, Alfred Molina in his very first role in a movie ever. Uh, as uh, Satipo, if I'm saying that correctly, which I'm probably not. Uh, Alfred Molina, absolute jet of an actor, uh, done a lot of things and does it quite bloody well, I think. Well, he had to start somewhere, I guess. But <laughs> obviously starting somewhere at a uh, gigantic blockbuster movie like that's pretty handy, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, some of his more notable roles. He was uh, Otto Octavius in Spider-Man 2. Ooh, yeah, from, good uh, Yeah, also one of my favourite movies is in Boogie Nights. I was going to say Boogie Nights. He plays Imagine. an incredible character in that. Um, should I be surprised that uh, Spider-Man 2 made it to the top of your list of mentions? Buddy. <laughs> yeah Pal Mate <laughs> uh, Shock For those of you who don't know I'm absolutely obsessed with Spider-Man um, Okay Basic cast in general What do you think of everyone Playing their bits And doing their things Throughout the uh, the entirety of it all I think it's a, it's, a, it's a massive home run For the entire movie For most of the cast Yeah As, as I said uh, Most of the cast I was all for But uh, the leading actress uh, Put it down a bit for me Yeah right That's mm, interesting I know For me it was iconic um, It was a huge cast especially for that time. Um, the cast of Indy, even Marion, uh, Marcus, uh, Ronald Lacey was terrific. Uh, but the only gripe that I have got, or only minor gripe, gripe that I have got, is uh, the guy that obviously, Paul Freeman, I'm pretty sure it is, mm. that, that played Belloc. He was an over-actor. Yeah, yeah, fair. But as, as par for the course at the time. Yeah. Um, mm. That was just the way that it was back in the day. Um, and it was sort of hard to, I guess, avoid. Um, so it wasn't... I wasn't overly surprised by it, and it didn't ruin the movie per se, but he was sort of eh for me. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so that's casting. Uh, basic points now about the score or the soundtrack. I mean, we've got John Williams doing the score. Enough said. That's all I've written in my notes because if John Williams is doing the score for anything, it's incredible, and I stand by that statement. I feel like he didn't really have a, a soundtrack. It has its, you know, theme theme song to it but well we go with soundtrack or score so yeah. it's the score the yeah. the theme the first time i heard the theme song like come in uh, in the opening scene it's like oh shivers like it's it's such a well-known uh sound that you just go oh we're watching it's we're here the so. march of the raiders i believe is the one you're referring oh, to is that what it's called yeah, i didn't know it had called. an official yeah. name to it but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah great theme theme to it um look the creation of one of the most iconic hero theme songs of all time that's got to be uh, that's got to be mentioned for sure. Can you imagine writing something as good as the music for Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then also having Jaws, Star Wars, ET, Jurassic well, Park? Yeah. Um, solid. He's I think I think uh, from memory, and don't quote me on this, but like he's been um, he's been nominated for like twenty seven Oscars for his scores or something like that. Yeah, how many does he have? It's, I, it's I something ridiculous up. like that. It's it's a ridiculous amount. But I mean, the the guy the guy is just an absolutely musical genius. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, he would be rolling in it. Oh, yeah. He's also rolling in cred. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's more valuable than money. He's won yes, five yes. Academy Awards in his time. Oh, wow. Yeah, How many noms? yeah, yeah. Hey? How many noms? Ooh, let's have a look. Um... Oh, I'll be super impressed if I got that number correct. Yeah, no, I, no, I, there's no, no, way. Um, there's no way. I, I can't tell you that number. I haven't done enough research. Uh, anyway, music is shit hot in this movie. That's basically all we need to know. Um, what were your thoughts on the basic plot, Josie? Um, or the plot of the story, of the movie. Again, I was like, eh, about it. I feel like it went a little bit too long. Um, I feel like um, massive opening scene, but then the rest of it just kind of cruised by. 
So I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm just being a bit too moody about this movie, but <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, it was all right. I don't know if it's because it's a bit outdated for me, but I just I didn't rave about it. Hmm. Okay, thoughts on the uh, plot and story, Lee? Can I, just before we do that, can I just go back? Because I knew that number 27 had stuck somewhere. Oh, no. He's been nominated for 53 Academy Awards. Jesus. Uh, he's won five. Uh, but the number 27 is the amount of Golden Globes that he's actually been nominated for. Oh, nice. So I did remember something. You, you, hey. I did remember something. You did very bloody well, my friend. Uh, uh, thoughts on the plot and story? <laughs> yeah, look, it was good. Um the, the story moves along quickly when it needs to. Um, look, it introduces important pl- plot points and new characters when it needed to as well. Like, it didn't force, it didn't feel forced. Mm. Um, this is the first introduction of Sala, which is inc- obviously incredibly important, mm-hmm. um, especially for the later movies, not just for that movie, but for the later movies because he becomes important, especially uh, in uh, The Last Crusade. Uh, it's, and Marion as well, obviously, um, not necessarily that we would ever do a review about the dog shit, ver- uh, dog shit movie of um, uh, The Crystal Skulls. I'm happy to to do the other two <laughs> apart from that one. Yeah. Like, Look, yeah. If we, if we never talked about Crystal Skulls except for potential references about how bad it is, um, then, yeah, I'd be happy. But, yeah, obviously it needs to be mentioned that Marion does come back. Um, so it's obviously just introducing these characters that are important across the board. Um the and look to be honest with you, also the, the one of the, one of the most important things for me is how they introduced Indy. Mm. Is is one yeah. of the most iconic Massive. scenes that I can yeah. ever think of, yes. right? Um, but they did it so, in such a way and so well that it just sticks with me forever. Um, but you sort of have to sort of take a step back and go, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I really like the story. Like, I'm not a massive, like, adventure fan. It's not like a, the kind of movies that I actively seek out. Like, um, Josie and I, uh, a couple of months ago, I say that's probably about half a year ago, <laughs> we went and saw the Uncharted movie, which I thought oh, was yes. a kind of like a modern-day Indiana Jones-style thing. It's not like my go-to get excited about to watch kind of thing, but this is just done so well that it's almost, I guess, set the mould for that modern-era adventure film because especially for its time in 1981, it's quite fast-paced compared to how a lot of these sorts of movies would go really i thought it like by the end i was like all right i get it you've got it cut it out like stop i think there were certain scenes that probably could have been like maybe there there probably could have been more that could have ended up on the editing floor i also don't understand the point of the like love thing between marion and belloc like what was the point of that oh belloc's just trying to nail her yeah like i just think that wasn't needed i was like that that was so pointless oh i think they were just trying to give the uh the characters or more belloc more than anything else they're just trying to give him more of a i guess more make him more rounded more of a slimy sleazy piece of shit just like well that was a bit pointless um no i like it the the whole adventure like archaeology it's it's Mm. obviously a a period piece like 1936 and stuff like that going to different places was all cool i just think really good characters as well as what i take away from the story because like you've said you've got Salah, who's a who's a great character indiana jones is is a fantastic character and the stuff he does is so cool i really like the marion character i thought she was cool she was sassy i love that she's like out drinking people and stuff like that like real like you know, she, she takes no shit, which I think is really cool. Uh, the Tot guy was really good. I even like uh, when there's the, uh, is it in Cairo? Uh, the battle around the plane and there's like the typical like strong man. Like, you know, the big, oh, the big yeah, boy, yeah. like shit yeah. like that. It's just cool. That it's corny as shit, but it's really cool. Um, but anyway, it moves on to our next point of uh, talking, which is uh, your favourite scenes or most notable scenes, for better or worse. My favourite scene, it was very quick, but I loved um, the guy with the machete and he is about to fight and Indy just grabs his gun and just goes, and it was just done. I, w- I cracked up laughing. Very interesting story behind that we can touch on later. Ooh. Um, 
Look, I, I mentioned it before. I'm going to mention it again. It just sticks with me. The opening scene and the introduction of who Amy um, Jones is. I, yeah, I definitely yeah. said amazing opening scene in my yeah, notes. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the iconic. most memorable. Memorable. I've um, oh, I was, I went to I think Tokyo Disney and there was two different rides of Indiana Jones and they both sort of referenced that it's part. So funny you say that because when I was watching the movie, I was like, I can just imagine so many rides at Universal and things like that from this movie. Like when you know trucks are falling down or the planes exploding i was like oh this is like prime rides at you know movie world and universal yeah. so, well there was so two, two of them <laughs> there you go um, see yeah. I, I just could see it i was and, like and they yes. were awesome yeah that, that i was gonna say one of one of my first ones i've got is the opening scene because it is iconic yes. for so many reasons it's one of those things that when you do see sort of i don't know like clips of classic movies throughout the ages you always see that one of indie running with the the the, the big rolling boulder behind mm. him um anyone else of the scenes that you were a big fan I of or? actually um there was a scene that i watched and i was like oh this has adam's name all over it it's when um the face was burning off from the lightning when they put, finally put the sun through oh yeah i was yeah, like yeah. this has to be surely one of your favorite scenes yeah. because <laughs> because of the special effects and the you know horror gruesomeness in it i was like this has to be up there it's for adam. legitimately on my list i wrote the arc opening because it just yeah. wipes out a lot of things one thing that I didn't realize until going back and watching it for this podcast. So many people die. Yeah. Indiana Jones <laughs> kills so, so many fucking people. Yeah. It's crazy. And then like the opening of the arc at the end, like a yeah. shitload of people die. <laughs> they just but, get wiped like, out. Heads are exploding. Uh, Tot's face like melts. I just, I, I'm a massive fan of that yep, scene. I knew it. Yeah. You, you, you know, others you like Lee? That ruined it for me. <laughs> really? Watching it as a young child yeah. and obviously falling in love with Indiana Jones and then starting with Temple of Doom, which was scary enough in its own right anyway. Mm. Uh, but then uh, going from that and then watching uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and then all, of, all the way through, it's fine, it's fine. You know, people die, whatever, 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 whatever. And then you get right to the end. Oh, look, let's melt people's faces off. I didn't need to watch that again for a while. It's pretty brutal. And I think the, the, the effects of like the sort of ghosts or spirits or whatever coming out, whilst it may not have aged as best as it could, even though I don't think you can, you know, you can't hold it against the movie being a product of its time, it very much reminded me of the style of effects from like early, like, like Ghostbusters and Poltergeist and the like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the other scenes I have is I really like the um, uh, the Well of Souls, the, the little snake pit scene when they're actually trying to get the arc as well. I thought that was really good fun and obviously uh, – my question with that is, you know how her torch goes out? Yeah. How does she just then escape? Like, do, do you have anything from that? Or am I just like looking too much into it? Because no, so they make a point that her torch goes out. Yeah, yeah. But Indy was already trying to push the, uh, the statue over. That doesn't, that doesn't help it. He There's still snakes everywhere. He was still he was doing that at the time. That, so he, he managed, from memory, he managed to actually push through and break through the wall. That is correct. Before the torch went out. No. He was still. He was still going after. So I after. I I I'm I'm still like mm, loophole. I'm going with it. Oh no! I think I need to watch it again. Okay, but I'm pretty sure it was after. We'll see, my friend. Well, Well, there is part five coming out later on this year, so it's a good excuse to go back and visit them all. Well, it can't be as bad as four. Surely not. Uh, And uh, the last one of our main points before we go into the miscellaneous is uh, basic appeal. Like, how much did you like the movie? I, I thought it was an easy watch. I, I just sat down, watched it, and I was like, perfect. There was nothing amazing for me or nothing like, oh, God, that was horrid. It was just a nice, crazy watch for me. Look, for me, it's a it's a cult favourite of mine. It's something that I can watch uh, once or twice a year. 
uh, know exactly where it is, turn it off and then turn it back on and know exactly what's going on. Um, it's an easy, as Jub said, it's an easy watch for me, um, but it's iconic obviously because I grew mm. up with it. Yeah, I uh, I almost forgot how much I really enjoy these movies. Um, obviously, growing up watching them when I was really little, uh, which is sort of another thing. Don't get me wrong, I've watched a lot of like wrong shit when I was young of people getting killed and stuff like that, but I was sort of surprised. It explains a lot. Yeah, it does. Um, but no, I, I really thoroughly enjoy it. it. Like you said, it's fun, it's adventurous, it's exciting. Um, even watching it after so many years, I really enjoyed it. And it made me want to watch the sequels again, apart from part four, because that sucks, <laughs> um, just to sort of go back and revisit it all which I'm happy to do in the lead up to number five just on that actually for me it's one of those movies that I can binge watch all four of them even including number four if wow, you really you're, have you're to. including four uh, look you know take it or leave it uh, but I can binge watch like if I'm watching them in, in chronological order or watching them in the order that they're released or whatever whatever if I'm watching them I can watch them as individual films or I can binge all three of them in one go mm. and I really enjoy doing either either I'd like to watch them now with a fresh set of eyes to realise which ones I like better than others. Because, mm. um, yeah, I, I can't remember which one was my favourite when I was young. Oh, I've already got my favourite parked. Last Crusade? Yeah, has to be. Yeah, I saw that at the cinema when I was young. I actually remember going to the cinema and watching that, but I don't remember much else around You want to talk about iconic casting? You've got Sean Connery as Oof. Indiana's dad. Yeah. That's that's it. Also, also a young River Phoenix as the young yes. Indiana Jones at the start. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. Yeah. See, I don't know if I've actually seen the rest or I just watched them when I was really young. I'd recommend we do it. Yeah. Definitely cru- Last Crusade for Look, sure. Look, in the lead up to the fifth one, I think we should. And uh, we'll just talk about how shit number four is and not actually cover <laughs> it. Um, okay, so those are the main five categories. Now we're going to go into a bit of uh, miscellaneous stuff. Uh, any favourite or notable quotes of the movie? Lee? Um, come back to me. Okay, it's, I don't feel it's an overly quotable yeah, movie. I was just um, trying to think back and there's nothing that really stands out for me. All right, I found it. Uh, well, I'm going to go with it. You're not the man that I knew 10 years ago. It's not the years, it's the mileage, which was Ooh. actually, uh, it was improvised by Harrison Ford. That's really? on my list. Oh, buddy. Hey. That's on my list. What else you got? It's not the years, honey, it's the mileage. That's that's all That's all I've got so on there. Sassy. So yeah, 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 good. Yeah, We're right. on the same page. Uh, and the, the other line that I really, really liked, it's so cheesy. And that whole, this into- whole entire scene is just overly cheesy, but I really, really like it when um, the guy poisons the dates. Oh, yeah. And he flicks the date in the air to catch it and then to put it in his mouth. Then uh, And then uh, obviously he catches it before he puts it in his mouth and he's like, bad, bad dates. And they kill the monkey. And, the po- <laughs> yeah. and it Poor kills the monkey. monkey. But yeah, bad mind, dates. Mind you, it. the monkey did throw up a sea carl earlier. So, you know, maybe yeah, you deserve fair. it. I'm parking bad dates is one of my favourite lines. Oh, I do like his um, quotes about, you know, I hate snakes. I feel like that's quite iconic of Indiana Jones. Yeah, it's a very yeah. iconic line. He drops he it does. in every movie. Yeah, he does. It's, it's so I feel like that has to be up there somewhere. I also just like the simple uh, adios, senor, as uh, <laughs> Oh, when he drops the whip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the uh, only line that he had in the entire movie. Pretty much, man. I'm, I'm down with it. I like it. Um, okay. Anyway. How many takes do you reckon it took uh, for Alfred Molina to do that? Do you reckon he stuffed it up? Probably. Mm, I reckon he's a pro. I reckon he nailed no. it. Uh, also, his first ever movie, the first scene he ever did was when he had to get covered in uh, live tarantulas. So I would be like oh. a whole lot of... Fuck no for that. I didn't realize they they were real. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Whereas in the um in the well of souls with all the snakes, yeah. it was a mixture of like rubber snakes and real snakes, and a couple of production staff got bitten. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Uh, which leads us to uh, 
I, I guess this is Lee's corner. The the random fun facts and extra bits and bobs about the movie. What do you got, Lee? I'm sure you got a heap. Oh, it's, I don't have a lot, but I just this. I, I'm not going to call it the random facts. It's sort of like special mentions, but. I love the fact, and I hated the fact as well. It's almost like a, a like a glass shattering uh, effect for me. Um, it's mentioned in the Big Bang Theory that Indiana plays absolutely no part in the movie at all, and. Well, obviously, it's a pop cultural reference, and when I first heard that on the Big Bang Theory, I was the same as the characters. I'm like, no, that can't be the correct. That can't be correct. But the whole premise of that entire episode is them trying to break it down to say, no, nah, Indy did this and Indy did that, and it's a hundred percent accurate. He, I disagree. He plays absolutely no part. Bullshit. In the film. He gets the arc. He gets the idol. He just then gets it taken from him. So if what, he didn't get them. Where how would they get them? So the point that I'm making is, is that. The Indiana playing no part in the film whatsoever is the Nazis would have still got the Ark, they would have taken it to the island and they all would have died. Whether he was part of it or not, uh, yeah. it okay. still would have happened. I guess you put it like that, but still. But, but that's, that's the whole premise of the story, right? If we're talking about the synopsis You're justifying of the film, Big Bang Theory's worse No, though. no, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, it hurt me because it's such an iconic film of my childhood, right? But I was sort of thinking at it and I felt attacked because I'm like, no, that's not true. That can't be right. That can't be right. But it is correct because okay. when you think about it, no matter what you think about as far as, far as what Indy actually did and his involvement yeah. with the Ark, it didn't matter he, the Nazis still would have got the Ark, they still took it to the island, and they still all would have died. And they would have had to get the gem from the woman that they were after anyway. And they were still so, doing that anyway. Yeah, but the only yeah. reason why she put it on the uh, on the table is because Indy went and saw her first. Mm. If Todd had got to her first, she would have still been wearing it. Yeah, there you go. And they would have killed her and taken it. That just reminds me, quick question. At the end, when they put the box away with all the other boxes, yep. does it get referenced... Again yes, later? it does. Okay, in the fourth, So in the fourth movie, the whole point of the fourth movie, hey, we're talking about that fourth movie again. I know, uh, it just keeps coming up, doesn't it? In that so fourth shit. movie, that's they, they actually spend an entire uh, part, like it's an entire section of the movie at Area 51, and they actually go past it. Yeah, because again, at the end, I'm just like, what? Like, Well, is it, that's an interesting point. Like obviously the concept is, is that Indy was supposed to actually get it tagged and actually sent to the museum. That's what I, I assumed. And well, that's his whole thing. He wants it to be in yeah, the museum. And right? then yeah. I was but like, well, what's the whole point of this movie? It's but just then, gone now. Yeah, but the point is, is that the, and they actually make mention of this at the end because he's getting angry about it or annoyed about it because that he wanted to put it in a museum. Yes. But he, uh, he couldn't actually see it at the end and him and Marion walk off on the steps of Capitol Hill or something or wherever they are, mm. uh, but it's actually parked at Area 51 instead. There you go, out of harm's way. Uh, a couple of little uh, bits and bobs that I've got is in the uh, Well of Souls, the little snake mm -hmm. pit or whatever, there's like carvings on the wall. There's actual carvings of R2-D2 and C-3PO. Really? From Star Wars. Yeah, because it was a joint yeah. a joint thing by- It's like um, a hidden Mickey, but a Star Wars version. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously uh, Lucas was involved in the making of it with um, with Spielberg. Uh, they wrote it together, right? It was a Lucas, love a Lucas Spielberg love child. Yeah, so obviously they're giving props to Star Wars. Uh, and even more sort of Star Wars things is uh, when they're in that sort of little- um, uh, in Cairo or whatever, whether in that sort of crevice walking along and Indiana Jones pulls the rocket launcher and is like, I'm going to blow up the ark if you don't give me the girl. Mm -hmm. um, that little walkway is where the Jawas find uh, R2-D2 in the original Star Wars movie. Oh, You've okay. not seen Star Wars, have you, Josie? No, so this is all brand new information for me. Well, we've got nine movies lined up for oh. this podcast later oh, boy. on. No, um, no, no. 
But how cool is that? Because obviously it was filmed in the same location. It's an interesting fact. I do like the little little factoids like that. Yeah. Especially little cross references that you never would have picked. But yeah, I do now like that them. now that I think about it, it mm. makes a lot of sense. There's that same down shot when. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the cross reference with the um, with the the droids being obviously uh, on the wall. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he does it in all three of the movies. Oh no shit. Um, so in the uh, Temple of Doom, yeah, um, there's a picture of um, C-3PO and R2-D2 on the Chinese lights as they're as they're leaving or as they're jumping out the window. Oh wow, that's awesome! Because yeah. of like Star Wars, a lot of times it's said that it's, it's through the eyes of these two droids. You'll uh, figure it out. I'm, one like, day, I'm just sitting here. I can't blank. believe you haven't seen Star Wars. I tried to watch it when I babysat once, and it <laughs> no. So, so the problem is Star Wars in its own right is just basically you've got to watch Star Wars, then you have to watch things like Mandalorian. and It's the greatest story ever told, Josie. <laughs> That's a big call. <laughs> I was like, come on. I now. will throw down for this fact, motherfucker, and you know it. Adam, yeah. and I have, Adam and I have an ongoing argument about which Star Wars is better. Yeah. Yes, yes, I've been there for many of those arguments, but unfortunately. But this is not that podcast. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do now is go around, score out of five. How do we rate this movie, dear Jobs? Oh, I hate that I'm going first because mine's going to be so much lower than you guys. I rated it two and a half out of five. Ooh. Whoa. I know. Wow. Okay. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I was harsh. No, look, you, look, it's your opinion. That's the thing. So whether there is no right or wrong answer. No, Lee, you're not going to jump in there and no, no, tell sorry, us you're no, wrong? Sorry, okay. I, was just doing, I was just doing something. I was just adding it all up. No, no, uh, Lee's, <laughs> he was writing a fuck you note to me. <laughs> Lee's the guy doing the maths anyway. I rated it a four out of five and I stand by that. Yeah, wow. I rated it a four out of five as uh, well. See, now I, now I look like I'm an idiot. So you're the maths guy. What, what are the combined scores that we gave it out of 15? So that's 10 out of 15. 10 out of 15. Um, I believe that's 10 and a half out of 15. I did a two and yeah, a half. Thank you. Oh, sorry, my apologies. Yeah, my apologies. Half. So 10 and a half out Who of 15. Who let him do the calculating? He's here? meant to be the math guy. Apparently not. Um, it's because I'm, I'm Asian, isn't it? No, it's just okay. that I'm terrible at maths and Josie's a teacher and doesn't want to use her brain outside of school. That Fair is enough. correct. Um, IMDB rating is 8.4 out of 10. So if we're going in percentiles, how do we match up Oh, I drag that down that is so much 70%. for you guys. Ours or theirs? So ours is seventy percent against an eight point four. Yeah, that's yeah. my fault, guys. But that's just my opinion. But no, the opinions the the opinions do vary, and I, I actually appreciate that she's bold enough to put a two and a half out of five for. Sweet, run me by it again. I'm really bad at maths. <laughs> so IMDb have loaded it up as eight point four, right? What, what's that in percentages? Eighty four percent. Eighty four percent. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, I have shit at maths. Okay, and what did we give it? Got to move the decimal, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that damn decimal is moving around. I went to Balga High. Anyway, I'm dying. <laughs> so eighty four percent. If we're doing de- if we're doing percentages, yep. Eighty four percent for IMDb, and we gave it a solid seventy percent. Okay, so based on that, do we think this is a solid recommendation for people to go and check out and visit? If not, they've seen it before or revisit if they haven't seen it in a long time. My personal opinion is yes, and the reason for that being is that two out of the three people agree that it's a four out of five, but outside of that, even somebody that was eh about it and hasn't seen it in such a long time still gave it a pass mark. Where do you put the border on the percentiles? Do you think anything 70 or above is a, is a, is a must-do? No, I mean, I think... I mean, obviously, you know, with the way that we rate our scores and obviously, you know, it's the scoring system itself is obviously hard, uh, reasonably hard to do because we're either doing, you know, zeros or 0.5s or 
zeros or point fives or ones, right? So it's sort of that decimal point to score it is a little bit more difficult. I would say the benchmark, I'm actually going to lower that, and I would say the benchmark is probably 55, maybe even 60%. Oh, that's a bit lenient. But it's only because of the way that we score. Okay. Mm. All right, all right. It's only because of the way that we score. Look, we can debate this each time we do it, and that's I what we're here we for. Yeah. It's we're, what we're going to do, I know it. We are all big movie fans, and we're here for you movie fans. We hope you've enjoyed this deep dive on Raiders of the Lost Ark, an absolute classic from 1981. If you haven't seen it in a while, give it a rewatch. If you haven't seen it before, you probably know everything that happens now, <laughs> uh, but it's a decent watch all the same. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, until next time, I'm Adam. I'm Josie. And I'm Lee. And just before we do sign off, I just want to point out, I know that Adam and I don't always agree on things. but there's That's a good, massive. Right? But there's a good, there's a very, very good possibility that Adam's going to do something super passive aggressive when he doesn't agree with me, like spill his water all over my floor. Fair. I kicked over my drink. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and on that note, this has been Two Guys, a Girl, and a movie podcast. Thank you for joining See us. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.